This is Sports Best, otherwise known in Paraguay as Sport Esposito. Happy Christmas, Andrew Keller. I got you a $10,000 Visa gift card. I hope you like it. Wow. I got you season's <laughs> tickets. I got you one ticket courtside to the Rockets this year. Oh, you know one what? That, that's going to be sad. gives you access to the uh, Toyota Club, which is on the ground level. Uh, they have um, prime rib that you can eat before the game. Top my notch. Bo- but my ask boy for- James Harden's not going to be there no more. No, James Harden won't be there. But <laughs> ask for ask for my boy Emilio. He'll hook you up with the choice cuts. But yeah, James Harden, I feel like for a while, I thought the show should be renamed I Love Patrick Mahomes. And now I'm certain it should be re- renamed I Love James Harden because we always get into James Harden news. He, as... No one is surprised is going to be unavailable due to health and safety protocol violations. And coincidentally, the Rockets against the Thunder, the game was postponed because the Rockets don't have enough players to field a roster. They have to have eight people. And uh, our boy was out partying without a mask and he got caught and um, he's going to lose. Well, he got fined $50,000 and lose he gets paid $573,000 a game. So great. Um, so here's the deal. I'm a 5'10 white guy from Whittier, so I could not be further from a different person than James Harden. But clearly James Harden wants to be traded from the Houston Rockets. He doesn't want to play there anymore. So what's the best tactic to get traded from a team? Do you act like an ingrate, slap the money out of the hands of the owner, do you go to COVID parties? Do you not wear masks? Do you become a disgruntled appointee so everybody hates you? That would be one tactic, which James Harden is taking. But the more you do that, the more other teams realize that your team doesn't like you and your value goes down and they can't trade for you because they won't get enough. Yeah, the values, I, I don't know. He's in a situation that I don't even know what I would do because other thing would be play poorly and maybe yeah. get traded, but no team's going to want to pay what your current contract is because he's making $573,000 a game. So I, I mean, I said it before, but I think this is a clear indication that he's never been told no before. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I want an Xbox. Give it to me now. Like I, I want to get traded. I'm going to do whatever I want. Uh, I mean, he's, he's living big. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious what he's going to be doing in 20 years. The other problem too, right, with James Harden is like he is very ball centric in that like he dribbles the ball, he shoots the ball, he's got the ball in his hands for like seventy percent. The, the the Rockets, the teams they built around him, they just like James, do what you want, and then occasionally throw the ball to the other person. Like, what team can accept that and fit that into a team concept? There's like not a lot of teams that can have James Harden on their team. Yeah, I don't think anyone has anything set up where he would just plug in and be successful, yeah. kind of like Anthony Davis moving yeah. and automatically fitting in. It's like you have to build a team around his personality or have him fundamentally change who he is. He kind of feels like how Ron Artest used to be. It's like, I don't want to play with other people. He doesn't play well in the sandbox with other people. So funny. Yeah, I I, I get it. Once again, I'm a 5'10 white guy from Whittier, so I don't understand James Harden. He doesn't understand me. I don't know what the end game is here. I really don't know what the they're they're playing chicken in Houston. And I don't know what to do. I mean, to give credit to everyone involved, I think LeBron is six seven. 
Is that how tall is LeBron? Six I think seven, he's six nine. Six nine. LeBron James is a six nine black guy from Akron, and I don't <laughs> think he knows what James Harden's end game is. Like I don't think anyone knows what he's doing. He's just he has gone off the rails. Well, good news. We got to talk about James Harden for at least one more week. Source best. Hey, I don't know. We're gonna do some shows next week, so maybe the streak will continue for 2020. I the hope streak so. will continue. Um, so it was opening week in the NBA. That means that the defending champion LA Lakers get their world championship rings. Do we care? Do you ever, do you ever, have you ever said like, Oh, the chiefs are going to get their super bowl ring or the dot. Have you ever cared about a championship ring? I care about it. Cause I like knowing how much they cost. Apparently the Raptors last year, each of the players rings were valued at a hundred thousand dollars. And I saw this story about how, because the, the season was pushed and they only had a couple of weeks to create the rings. Uh-huh. The jeweler was like, oh, I normally have three to four months, but I had to do it. I was like, you're getting paid 100K per ring. Like, calm down. So how I, much did these Lakers rings cost? I couldn't find that number. I couldn't find it either. I don't think it's been estimated yet, but I would guess between seventy five dollars and $100,000. A ring. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the ring ceremonies are cool, not for the players. The, the two, well, Jimmy Johnson, when he won, and he, he, after he left the Cowboys, he got yeah. fired from the Cowboys. I remember the Cowboys had their ring ceremony and they're like, and Jimmy Johnson had his ring delivered to his yacht. He was on a <laughs> boat and had his ring delivered to him. And I also think rings are cool because of the, the personnel, everyone in the franchise gets a ring. So I think that's cool. If you're, if you're head of tickets, you get a ring or well, so That was my question. So they cost a hundred thousand dollars each, each ring. How many how much how many rings do they make like you win the championship like how many like an an organization i don't know probably two thousand. but the the players rings are the most valued valuable ones they get they they downgrade them my friend was a mascot for the spurs and he has an nba championship ring so let's do they spend like 20 million dollars on rings when they win a championship yes okay let's just say that's enough i haven't even done the math but yeah i mean they probably spend 10 million okay so something like that so here's my point so every org- a CEO of an organization puts a budget together every year, right? Here, we're going to spend this much on food, we're going to spend this much on the travel. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you win the NBA championship, you got to find $20 million somewhere. It's not in the budget. Find, I don't think you have to find it. I think you're getting, you're getting the bonuses for being in those games, the TV ad money. Mm-hmm. I think just like the players have incentives for playing in the playoffs, that's, they know that they're going to make X. So I guess it is built in, but they've already made it for having been in the playoffs. I think the NBA is paying them out for being in the finals. Okay. That's this is the last no research. This is this is the last point I want to make about these rings. Although we could tell you about the actual Lakers ring. They make these rings so incredibly gaudy now. They're just ginormous rings. Yeah. That nobody ever wears their ring. Like, wouldn't you want a more practical ring so you could wear it out on a daily basis? Yeah, I I would. I mean, the the people you see doing it are like the cool. I don't know. Does does Montana do it? I feel like sometimes no. when you're oh no, like every like the, like guys they from go the eighties will do it. Yeah, but they it like they break it out for special occasions. It's not an everyday ring. No, it's not. Like so, maybe I don't know. Like wouldn't it be cool if they had like a cool purple? I mean, I know it's not fancy enough, but like a cool purple band that was like really meaningful that they could wear all the time. That would be cool, but. It's like you have to be the first team that doesn't get a hundred thousand yeah. dollar ring, and then you have to be able to swallow that. And I feel like people. What about, but what about you? Just go like something. You're like, hey man, we're gonna write, we're gonna break you off ninety five k, and then give you a really cool five thousand dollar ring, 
and you can wear that all the time. Remember the great year we had in the bubble. Maybe J- James Harden makes five hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars a game times seventy-two. So breaking off a hundred k to some of these players, I don't think is going to move the needle for them. Okay, real quickly, I know this is off topic, but like he makes five hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars a game. Does he like? Do they get a check every week, every month? Like, how does that work for an NBA player? I don't know. I know they get taxed differently when they play yeah. road games, and it, that's it's bizarre. Weird. If you're if you're playing in Canada, it does something different. That's bizarre. I don't know. We back to James Harden for the yes. third story in a row. Yes, he was fined fifty thousand dollars for COVID protocol, and your boy Dwayne Haskins was fined forty thousand dollars by the Washington Football Team. And coincidentally, that that forty thousand dollar fine was the highest NFL fine for COVID violations which James Harden already surpassed, but it's uh, the Washington football franchise is trying to get their image back into shape. They've made strategic moves for PR, but all this stuff they're in the NFC East, which is a dumpster fire. They're in the lead. He gets fined for COVID violations, but then they come out and say, if Alex Smith isn't ready, Haskins is going to start. So like, he's not getting suspended. I mean, what's the point of this? Okay, the, point of, the reason I put this story in the rundown is to ask you this question. If you're a quarterback of a football team during the COVIDs, do you have a responsibility to be like an upright, upstanding citizen and stay in your house and watch video and never go out fun? Are you beholden to do a better part for the team? Or every once in a while, can you go to a strip club and blow off some street steam because you're job is really hard like do you have to be captain america if you're the captain of a football team you you should be but i'm not going to sit here and pass judgment because if i was an elite player and from the time i was 12 until i don't know how old haskins is he's probably let's say he's 24 for 10 years straight being the best and being able to do whatever i want i don't think i would necessarily have the wherewithal to ignore people being like hey man let's go out like i don't know so, I mean, from my perspective in life, yeah, you should be staying at home. You should be studying. You should be Tom Brady and not eat nightshades. But some people <laughs> go out and sucks for him and not not good for the longevity of his career. But I'm not saying he shouldn't be able to go do that. He just has to um, pay the consequences. We, we brought this up uh, while you were vacationing and taking time off from the Sports Best podcast. I have not been to a strip club in like at least 30 years, <laughs> but do they that take Venmo? Like if you go to one of these establishments, can you like not have to bring dollar bills? Can you just like Venmo money to the people? I'm not sure. I would guess. Yes. I was driving the other day and there was like this, uh, a trio guy playing a stand up yeah. bass. Yeah. And, and I, I Venmo him like two bucks. I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know what? That I think that was like the first time I ever saw a busker doing that. I was like, that's really smart that he's like got a Venmo, right? Yeah. So if the busker on the side of the street playing the ukulele's got one, you got to figure you go to strip club, you're there, you're just taking virtual money. Probably. But my, does my, that take away? What? Does that take I away from that some of the fun? From it because I think the people that like frequenting strip clubs, like, because when you give the money, yeah, there's some kind of human interaction yeah. versus, yeah. uh, yeah. My favorite part of this story is Dwayne Haskins says, quote, he deserved the punishment and that he was not at a strip club, but rather a private birthday party for his girlfriend. I don't know if I could have a private party for Nicole and it would be mistaken for me being at a strip club. I think that's like 
I think maybe you're splitting hairs at that point. I don't know if he's getting away with the technicality. Well, because, you know, you there was that story from the NBA season where the guy went to the strip club because the, the wings are really good. Like, no, the, <laughs> they have the best chicken wings in all of Atlanta. And like, but it turns out they really do have, like, arguably the best chicken wings in, in the state or in Georgia. So yeah. I don't, we're splitting hairs, but, you know. Yeah. But, but go back to the thing. He's the captain. It's his buddy's party. He's got to, like, go and support him. Well, also, I guess we forgot to talk about this. He's no longer the captain. He loved, part of his punishment was he's he got stripped of his captainship. No, no pun intended. Stripped. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. He got stripped. <laughs> All right, Andrew. If we put you on the goal line on a football field, and we said, Andrew Keller, throw that ball as far as you can. Where's that ball landing? 20-yard line. That's it? No, it's not. I don't know. I can't throw it very far. Well, okay, let's, you get to loosen up your arm. Blah, blah, blah. 45 yards. Yeah, right. About 45? Yeah. What do you think Aaron Rodgers, what do you think he, how far do you think he throws? In a game, I don't know, six, 50, 60 yards. Okay, 56. Oh, he's got to throw. Maybe he's 70, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the guys at the at the combine do that thing where they're, they're standing there and they, they launch it as far as they can, but... Sure, 75 yards. Aaron Rodgers has a cannon. He eats nightshades, though. Bills rookie running back Zach Moss says Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, can throw a ball 100 yards. Andrew Keller, the co-host of the Sports Best Podcast <laughs> Network, says that his brother Ryan can kick a 60-yard field goal. Really? I'm just th – this story is crazy. <laughs> it's hearsay. Objection. Objection. No, it's, here not. it's not up to Well, he's Zach Moss practices with Mr. Allen every day. He sees him throw the ball. He's I guess that he's kind of making a judgment, but he he clear he didn't just make this up. He's like, oh man, I see him warm up. Dude can yeah. throw it from end zone to end zone. All right. Well, how about this? Country club member Sheen <laughs> says that intern Kirk can drive the ball 475 yards. I mean <laughs> This is a good story, and I'm kind of crapping on your point, but I, I just like the, the way that it's written is like, hey, my buddy says I can do this. Like, just if, make a TikTok video. It's not how long it is. It's in the magic that it possesses. You got to be accurate and be able to throw it long. Yeah, I guess that's why the long driver, the guys that do the yeah. long drive competitions aren't on the tour. There's a guy in my fraternity that was on the long drive tour for a while. Shut up. While he was in the fraternity? No, it was after college. He was really he was really good at golf, and he went on tour after college. But then was like, screw it, I'm gonna just do the long drive competitions. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't good enough at at uh, actually playing to be on tour. But I don't know. That's kind of a cool thing to do. Was he a big really buff dude? Did. Was he like a big big guy? No, he was a country club kid that just grew up with a pure swing and just kind of you could do those kind of things. I feel like you have to start playing early to be able to do that that sort of thing. Because, you know, every once in a while, you get like a really like a there's a tiny, tiny, like chick golfer from Korea. She's like mm -hmm. five, three. And then she could pound the ball like 300 yards. It's like insane. Yeah, it's, it's on the hips, baby. I'm just seizing the tension. <laughs> I'm just seizing the tension, baby. <laughs> well, this is not what you put in the rundown, but we're going to talk about it. Colorado oh. coach Carl Durrell was named the Pac-12 coach of the year. What? He's a finalist for the 2020 Eddie Robinson coach of the year. What? Colorado is going to be playing number 20, Texas, in the Alamo Bowl. Okay. Get excited about that. Colorado well, hasn't even been bowl eligible in 35 years. 
Have you? Okay. Will you watch the Alamo Bowl? Yes. Really? Yes. Is it even going to be on TV? Yeah. The Texas is playing. Texas has probably the number two TV draw behind Notre Dame. And Notre Dame's going to be Notre Dame's going to be playing in uh, it's in Texas now, right? So Nevada played in the like Idaho Potato Bowl, that. whatever. Did you that. see at the end of the game? No, I didn't watch the end of the game. The end of the game. So Nevada's winning. You know they're going to do the Gatorade pour. The team they literally dumped a bucket of French fries on the coach. I'm not kidding. They like had this big thing and they like dumped French fries on the coach instead of Gatorade. And here's the funny part. There was like five seconds left in the game. You know how they do that? The officials stopped the game and penalized Nevada for dumping French fries on the field. That's crazy. Yeah. So I think we talked about this or maybe I just read it, but uh, Notre Dame was going to say that, or they said, if we have to, if we can't mm-hmm. have family members, we're mm-hmm. not going to play. Is that the reason it moved? Was it because of Notre Dame, or did they move just because the Rose Bowl didn't want to have a football game? Yeah, we're not going to give credit to the coach in Notre Dame that he's got that much you juice. You want to give Brian <laughs> Kelly credit? <clears throat> no, no. They, I mean, I think they moved it like at, at like the World Series, right? They played the World Series in a neutral site in Texas because Texas is a lawless, um, moralist compass, and they don't care. Come bring your COVIDs and do whatever you want. I think that's what they said for Texas too. It's like, Hey, they got no rules. Let's move it there. And then we can put people in the stands. Yeah. And uh, I guess we're not going to get into the, the COVID aspect of it, but this is the first time since world war two since. Um, so when the U S got bombed at Pearl Harbor, yeah, they said no large gatherings on the West coast. And that was the last time that the, the Rose bowl was not held in Pasadena. Okay. Here's what I like about that story is that World War II underway. And they're like, you know what? Let's keep the, we got to keep going. Let's keep playing the Rose Bowl. We got to keep, like, the Peach Bowl, got to keep it going. Like, what? Maybe the best revenge pause. is, the best revenge is living well, I think. Well, I mean, you know, my brother was in the military and he was saying, like, the best way you can, like, when he was in Iraq or whatever, like, the yeah. best thing Americans could do is just live their lives continuously because that's what we're here fighting for. So I understand that concept. But come on. And I mean, I guess kind of like with golf, how everyone had written Tiger Woods off, he came back and he won the Masters and he was underestimated. Do not underestimate Tiger Woods. Do we have time for this story? HBO, HBO and Tiger Woods, the long anticipated. I, I got to be honest, I didn't know HBO was doing a documentary on Tiger Woods, but the trailer came out. He's... It's coming out next year. It's a two-part series. Are you excited? Okay, so here's the thing. I did know they were doing a documentary. I saw that there was a trailer, and I was like, I don't. I know that whole story. I'm not going to watch the trailer. I'll watch the thing. Then I watched the trailer. I was like, ooh, this is uh, this is going to be juicy. It is going to be juicy, and I'm curious how he's going to look coming out on the other side of this. One of the things I remember about, I can't remember the name of the movie, but they did the bi- biopic of Elton John. And one of the big things was they were like going to portray him in a negative light. And he signed off on that. It's like, if you're going to do, if we're going to do it, it has to be true. And it seems like they're doing a pretty true interpretation. I mean, even in the trailer makes me feel like his dad was, his dad kind of had his own agenda for Tiger's life. And he's a product of that. So here's the deal. Maybe people don't know this. All of our listeners out there, we have another show 
It's called the Reposted Podcast. I believe we literally just talked about this. If in your life you make a giant mistake and you just come out and say like, hey, man, I made a mistake. I was getting it on with hookers, was cheating on my wife, spent a lot of money paying off hoes. Like if you just come out and say that, eventually, maybe a year later, maybe six months, everybody will forgive you and they will not remember. But if you cover it up, if you deny it, if you if you do all that, it'll just drag on forever. Tiger came out, made a mea culpa. Guess what? Everybody loves Tiger again. So I think the point is he might see this documentary and be like, ooh, that was kind of messy. But in the end, everybody loves Tiger again. Yeah. Also, everyone loves winners. And he won the Masters two years ago. Do you think if he didn't win the Masters, then he wouldn't be looked on as favorably? I think it would. he would be knocked down 10%. I think he I think people would still like him. But the fact that he came back, it's such a great story. And uh, now everyone's stoked about his son and they're seeing yeah. these memes where they have the exact same mannerisms. And I think that's kind of cool. But at the end of the day, I mean, I guess it would be cool to be Tiger Woods, but he's had a pretty jacked up life that I'm not necessarily envious of. Yeah, no, it's funny. I, I definitely feel the same way. But here's the thing about a movie or documentary. It is going to be compelling, right? I mean. Dad was a Navy SEAL, trained to be a golfer. He's the number one guy, travels all over the world, has all these infidelities, but it's going to be a compelling story. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Two-part documentary series. I'm going to wait till the second episode airs so I can watch them both in case I need to. I can't not binge, Larry. You you Hollywood type. You're such a Hollywood. <laughs> you're a Hollywood guy. got to binge. It's delayed gratification. Watch one, wait a week. Marshmallow test. Marshmallow. All right. This has been Sports Best, the Christmas edition. Guess what? I can't wait for the New Year's edition. He's in a killer. I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for stopping by.